Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to yet another uh, up-level together edition of the podcast. I haven't had a guest in a while, so today I'm super excited to um, talk to Tess Hayes. Uh, it's it's so interesting how these connections come about, and how all of a sudden you're like, how did we not know each other, you know, sooner? Um, Anyway, I'm just really, really pleased um, that I'm bringing another light worker to the, the podcast, and I, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Um, Tess Hayes has a deep desire to bring healing to this world. Uh, she recently wrote a book that's um, called May You Shine, Love Letters to the Hurting, Healing, and Growing Heart. And this is, of course, you know, as I'm reading the book, I'm realizing, my goodness, this is someone who has really felt it all. And you can tell from the kind of writing. And I really love talking to people who have gone there, so to speak, who have really felt things and now are, you know, coming back to, to, tell, to tell a story. So um, writing is her way of merging her passion and talent with serving others. And she calls it a magical intersection of possibilities. And I love that. And she said that even since she was a young girl, she found freedom in letting her soul speak through putting pen to paper. So we're going to talk a little bit about drugs and alcoholism and uh, really hurting and having a hard time reaching out. Why she decided to write this book and what what advice she has for all of us who may be hurting in any particular situation. And in addition, um, really uh, asking her, you know, does she have any advice for any for uh, many of you who are trying to actually write a book? So, um, what a beautiful, beautiful, bright light! And I cannot wait for all of you to hear these conversations and get to know Tess Hayes. Tess, welcome to the Up Level Together podcast. Oh, thank you! I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you, especially since, you know, I was talking in, uh, in the introduction of how these moments, these, these connections occur, and they're just so beautiful and not, not accidental at all, in, at least for me. And I'm just so happy to be talking to a light worker and talking about your book and about your journey. So really, thank you for sharing your truth. Oh, thank you. And I thank you for giving me that opportunity to just, you know, reach as many people as I can, because um, that's the ultimate goal is just connecting with people. So thank you. That's it. That's very true. So I want to just, you know, before even audience knows a little bit about you, I want to ask you, who is Tess? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, I think Tess is I am someone who strives to bring healing to this world. Um, I think that's always been a part of me is, you know, like I'm an Enneagram number two through and through. So that, which for those of you that don't know the Enneagram, are you too? So yeah, I'm a number two and which that's the giver. And so I strive 
to, you know, care for people and to take care of people. And I don't say that in a conceited way. I say that in, you know, I truly find joy in being able to um, help people and being able to connect with people. And I always laugh. I'm like, the things that like break, bring me the most joy is like when I'm able to have those heart to hearts with people and connect with people on that deeper level. Um, I think that really makes me come alive. So did you always know that about yourself? Um, yes and no. Um, I would say from a young age, I've always kind of had that, um, that deep people used to say like, you're an old soul. And I would, at the time, I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, wait, I'm old, I'm boring. <laughs> but um, kind of that old soul sense to me. And I think it's definitely developed as I've grown older. And I've gotten like, in touch with that and been able to understand what that means. You know, I have a very sensitive side to me. And I used to think that that was a bad thing, you know, because you, you take things personally or you, you know, I cry easily or things like that. But learning that that sensitivity is such a beautiful aspect of who I am because it allows me to have that compassion, to have that empathy type of thing. Oh my goodness. And that gift permeated the book. And, and your writing, uh, and as, as folks will see a little bit later. So uh, your book is May You Shine, Love Letters to the Hurting, Healing, and Growing Heart. And as I read it, I kept thinking to myself, the words old soul definitely came through because anyone who can write with this depth uh, has seen things, right? You've come into this world with, with an incredible wisdom. But I also realized that you have really felt it all because in order to write these love letters that are so beautiful and moving and truly like a best friend that you need in time of um, comfort, I felt like, wow, she, I want to know where, what was the pain that caused this? I want to know about the loneliness. I want to know about all the things. And then I was reading on your blog, blog. Uh, about you know the addictions and you know losing yourself in the club scene and would love for for you to give us a little bit of a background of you know how how did that you know uh, pain come to form you what, what was that like for you when you were going through it yeah I think you know all of us go through pain in our own ways and um you know, my, my story might look different than yours, but for me, the pain that I went through was a lot in, you know, my twenties when I think it's a hard time, you're figuring out who you are. Um, and I, I lost myself. Like you said, I lost myself to emotionally abusive relationships. I lost myself to prioritizing alcohol as my escape and, um, surrounding myself with friends who were not those soul nourishing friends. They were the party friends, um, the fun friends, if you will. Um, and it was hard for me because I always inside of me had that voice. Like I knew I was being called to something more. And it was hard because I would like, it, it was like that cognitive dissonance that they say where your mind and your heart are like pulled in two different directions. And so it's like, I would still write and journal and pray and like have my faith and everything. But then I would go out and like party that night. And it was just like, 
I knew I was being pulled in two such different directions. And then, you know, um, going through like a painful breakup on top of that. And I'm kind of thrown into the world for the first time as like a single test and like, who am I? And just kind of like trying to find my own two feet amidst that pain. Um, I mean, there's so many nights where I feel like I just like would cry myself to sleep. And I think everyone's felt that at some point or another where you're like, I'm lost, like universe, God, whoever, like I need your help. And I think that there really is such purpose in your pain. Um, I obviously at the time, you don't think that like when I was struggling and when I was hurting, I thought oh my gosh, what's happening? I just need help. Um, but like looking back now, that pain is what allowed me to like write these love letters. Um, it just, it stretches your soul, I think in a way, and it brings you to a place um, that allows you to grow. So um, I think definitely like growing through that pain to where I am now, I can be more appreciative of it what a glimmer of hope for everyone who's feeling lost and stuck because you're right who hasn't felt all of that all of that uh you you really are wise beyond the which is and it's that's why it's beautiful to, to talk to you um I want to ask it's very interesting there's a lot of conversations with uh, with women today who are asking themselves do I have an alcohol problem who are feeling lost and they're finding refuge in alcohol just want to really quickly ask you how did you know that it was a problem yeah that I mean that's a great point I think a lot of people are struggling with that and struggle in silence with it. So for me, um, you know, so I, I drank too much in college, but I was like, okay, well, I'm in college. That's normal. Or in my mid twenties, like I was in that party scene. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to outgrow this type of thing. And then I got to the point where I kind of like got my life together. You know, I got in a healthy relationship. I, um, started surrounding myself with different people. I wasn't like going out partying on the weekends but I still found myself struggling with that alcohol. You know, I still was drinking to the point of blackout. I was still kind of always in the back of my head, like, where can I get my next drink? Like if I was going to a social event or something, like one was never enough for me. And I think it was hard because I didn't fit all the criteria of a alcoholic. And I think that kept me struggling for longer than I needed to, because we all have this idea of like, oh, if you have a problem with alcohol, well, then you must have like lost your job or your family, or you must be like homeless or something like that. And it's like, you, I, from the outside, looked like I had it all together. Like mo many people didn't even know that I was struggling with it. Um, and so for me, I had to get to the realization of don't look at it as, am I an alcoholic? Look at it as, is the alcohol helping me or is it holding me back? And a hundred percent, it was holding me back. It was, you know, interfering with some of my relationships. It was making me wake up in the morning with this shame and this guilt. It was making me physically feel sick. Like so many things where I knew I, it was just at a point where I'm like, enough is enough. I knew it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And so for me, really being able to be honest with myself, I think it takes a lot of, um, bravery and courage because you can kind of shove that down for a long time but it's not going to go away so 
that was so beautifully and brilliantly said. And I, I really do think there's going to be many people listening to this and identifying themselves in the, you know, am I drinking too much? I have a lot of girlfriends who are asking themselves that question. And, and I, I love how you framed it. Is this benefiting me or is it actually, you know, taking away from my life or hurting me? That's a really beautiful reframe when yeah. you were you not sure. I love that. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. You're it's really, welcome. Really important. So, um, you know, that's really, I wanted our folks to get a feel for who you are. You are, I mean, uh, a radiant, you're beautiful. You, every word you say is very kind. You are what one would describe an incredibly kind soul. And I wanted our audience to get a feel for, you know, here's how I've suffered the things that I've gone through, which are then so beautifully poured into the book. So I want to know now, how did the idea for the book come through after you go through all this, you go through a journey of healing and transformation. I want to know more about the process and, and giving birth to this beautiful product. Well, that's exactly it. My, it's like, you're giving birth to a child that's like out in the world now. Um, so for me, I've always loved to write. I think it's been my way to kind of let my soul come alive. It's been my way to connect with people and best express myself. Everyone has their own way that they best express themselves. But for me, it's always been writing. Um, and I started publishing my writings a few years ago, kind of when I was going through some of that painful time in my life. And I I turned to other people on Instagram, on the internet, um, and used their words, these complete strangers' words, to help bring me peace and comfort and support during my time of struggle. And I was like, well, I love to write and I love to help people. So what a beautiful combination to take like your passion and mix it with service. Um, and so it was also like very therapeutic for me too. For me, it's like, to be able to express my emotions, it helps me almost to work through what I've gone through or what I am going through. Um, and so I kind of started publishing my writings for the first time a few years ago then, just on like random websites with articles and like just starting like a little Instagram writing account on the side, um, thinking, you know, if I can help people through my writings. And so then I had the dream to write a book. And I literally had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so it's like, I just kind of like the universe, like when is, it worked on my behalf for sure, because it gave me the right people at the right time and got me connected to help make this dream a reality. Um, I, I just, I mean, it wasn't anything fancy. I would like write at my kitchen counter. I would write at coffee shops and just pour out my emotions and things. These letters are things, you know, that I, I, all of them are ones I've had to hear at some point in another in my life. All of these words, I, I've actually had to like go back to my book, even like recently and read things just for things I'm like going through in my life and be reminded of them myself. I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that. And that applies to me right now. So like being their reminders for myself, their reminders for other people. Um, and I actually, I sometimes I'm like, I don't feel qualified to be doing this, you know, just because I'm like, I don't have the background. I don't have the expertise. I don't have anything. Um, I actually have a prayer though, that I say every morning and I'll pull it up. Um, because it just, 
it shows that if you are given a gift, you need, you should share it with the world. And so it says, Jesus, open my eyes, help my heart to feel and be moved with pity. As I look upon the needs and struggles of the people in your world, lead me to see and believe in the gifts that I have been given and guide me to use these gifts to do all that I can, knowing that you will do the rest. And I say that every morning because it's just a reminder that my words are my way of helping. And even if it's the smallest thing, like I'm doing what I can and God's going to take care of the rest. Well, you're channeling, you're letting, you're, you're being divine, right? And you are letting yourself be guided, which is, which is really beautiful. And I think the expertise comes from the pain. And when you couple that with the most beautiful intention for actually wanting to help others, there is nothing more beautiful. And I keep thinking this is the kind of book that you want on your nightstand and you can just open at any given time. And the reminders are just so beautiful and so good. Um, I want to I wanna read something that, that really um, uh, uh, resonated and I think it will resonate with our audience. And he goes, sometimes learning to smile and laugh through the hard days can be what keeps us sane. It can be, it can keep us focused on the positive and able to find goodness amid the chaos. But sometimes learning to cry and collapse is just as beautiful. Learning that without fully honoring the heavy emotions within us, we can't fully experience the joy within us. Learning that okay is not, uh, is, uh, is um, learning not to be okay is okay. And that is just so, so incredibly beautiful. And when I read it, I'm like, this is a perfect thing for everyone in the <laughs> pandemic because like you, I can read it right now. And I think we all need a really good cry sometimes. Yeah. So um, why do you think we don't let ourselves feel the feelings we tend to numb it and every you know instagram happy and cheerful and all the time everything is great where do you think that comes from i think it's something our society really pushes out that you're supposed to always have this picture perfect life you're supposed to have it together and people have associated these heavy emotions with bad and when in reality they're not bad. They're there to help us. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with like comparison. Like you said, especially with social media, when you're looking around and you see these highlight reels of people's lives. And so then you start to think, well, what's wrong with me that I'm having a bad day right now, but everybody else is posting that they're having a wonderful day. And the reality is that everybody is going through their own thing. Everybody's struggling at some point in their life in a different way. And it becomes exhausting when you try and push that away, when you try and put that like perfect bow, pretty bow on your life. Um, you're just making it harder for yourself. Um, you know, like you don't have to keep up appearances all the time. People, what I've learned over the years is I feel like I connect more with people when they share their true, authentic, vulnerable self. Like if I'm talking to someone and they're just like, I'm perfect, life is perfect all the time. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, people really appreciate that when you can show up and say, I'm going through a hard time or I'm having a hard day or an off day or whatever. And giving yourself permission to feel that is, is beautiful and it's perfectly okay. 
I love that. And you write about that as well in the book. And yeah. I, I love, 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 love that. You know, you say that um, you want to bring healing to the world. And healing is um, a word that's very, very close to my heart and something that I'm very engaged in. What does healing mean to you? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's so, so encompassing of so many different things. Um, for me, healing can be as simple as making people feel, you know, embraced in their hurting making people feel okay, like you just said, okay to not be okay, making people feel like they're encouraged even in their uncertainty. Um, for me, I, I wrote, I sat down at a coffee shop when I first started writing this book and I just kind of like word vomited everything that I wanted this book to do. Like I want it to and all surrounding like how I wanted it to heal people. And that's actually now the, the opening, the intro of the book and those first couple of pages of, you know, healing is owning your story and not being ashamed of it, but being proud of it and being proud of where it's gotten you um, and being, being okay with who you are and be, more than being okay, being in love with yourself and everything that you are and everything that you've gone through. Oh, you call it the magic potion. Don't you? <laughs> love. If you love yourself, the magic, this magic potion will give you everything. If I could remember correctly. Uh, I love that, you know, what you're bringing, what I love about your, your book, your spirit, your Instagram account, uh, your website, your blog, is that it is so truly you, you are that best friend that people can come to for, for nurturing and for feel, uh, for a feeling of, of being seen and letting it be okay. I want to read something else, if you don't mind. I'm like really, really immersed. Um, when people are going through something, you say, you know, they're very difficult and it's persistent. You say, be patient. Know that it is common to go through droughts of difficulty before catapulting into the area of greatness. And then this, hardships do not disqualify you from conquering your life. <laughs> I mean, preach. <laughs> yes. I think that there is, there, there is this, and, you know, I think belief that people ahead of us, leaders, people will look up to don't go to hardship. And if we experience hardship and we can't seem to get out of it at a time, then we're not qualified to do certain things. And yet hardship is the thing that, 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 that molds us, right? That allows for a book like May You Shine Come Through. Am I correct? Absolutely. I think, yeah, those hardships are they give that texture to their life. They give that depth to your soul. And for me, that's kind of why I wanted this book, you know, the hurting, healing and growing. So that, that journey that everyone goes through in life, and you're going to go through it many, many times where you're, you're going to be hurting, but you don't get stuck there. From there, you're going to heal from it. You're going to grow from it. And allowing yourself to be okay with like this rhythmic tide of life where not allowing yourself to get stuck in that pain and thinking life is over and life I can't like move forward and knowing that everybody hurts everybody goes through pain and to and to acknowledge that and embrace it and to love yourself through it um 
but knowing that you're going to get through that. I mean, you've gotten through every single day up until this point, every single day. And, you know, some may not have been easy. Some may have been very hard and very low, but you got through it and you had that strength within you. Um, it's funny. I actually, I had, I read like different affirmation cards every morning or to pull from different decks of cards. And the one this morning said, there's a unique strength within me that will see me through my hardest day. And I think that relates to what you're talking about so much is, you know, we have to realize that strength within us, um, that we're capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And so it's, it's okay that you're hurting right now or you're struggling right now, but knowing that you can get through that. There's another side to that and a side where you're going to eventually feel that healing and that growth from it. And that hope is a magic elixir because when we can't see a way out, at least we can hold on to the hope. But I want to ask you this, you know, I think for someone who's listening to this and they really are hurting and they're in a, a period of stuckness and, and loss, you know, what are some practical things that, that you did to actually help yourself? So I know that you journal a lot and the journal has become instrumental in, in writing the book. What other things have you done that, are, that, that people can, you know, use in their everyday life? Any steps that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, and there's so many ways and everyone kind of can like find their own concoction or recipe that works for them. Um, for me, I think communication is a huge thing. So finding those people that you can talk to, um, I tend to like bottle things up a lot and then they come out and they explode. But I've learned a lot recently and over the years that the more you just talk about things as they come up, it's so healing. And so whether that be a friend or a family member or a therapist or whoever it is, like finding someone that you can just talk to about what's on your heart rather than keeping that inside. Um, I, I found a lot of help with meditation at different points in my life. Um, I am a huge love being outside. So if I can be in nature, if I can be, I used to live by the lakes. So I would go sit by the lakes or, you know, I live by like the river and just like walking alongside that. Um, for me, that really allows my soul to re-energize and re-nourish. Um, it's, it's finding really what, what makes your heart happy. And so, I mean, little things like I like to cook or so I'll do that more or um, surrounding yourself. This was a huge one for me too, like changing my environment. Um, so if, you know, you become the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And I looked at my life and I was not surrounding myself with five people I wanted to become. And so I really had to make a conscious effort to change my environment. And I think that's really important for people as well if they find themselves there. Um, but ultimately, I mean, being really gentle with yourself is huge too. I, the idea of self-compassion was not something I necessarily followed my whole life. You know, I was very compassionate to other people, but towards myself, not so much. I yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that where it's like you say or do things to yourself that you would never in a million years do to somebody else. Um, and so really taking a step back and, and looking at how you speak to yourself, um, how you treat yourself health, 
you know, your body is a temple, how you're treating that. Um, I think those are huge things that can help for people. Oh, I love that. You really, I mean, it's so specific. And again, I think for, for uh, others, and often it may seem like I don't know what to do. So when you mm -hmm. actually can see, just go out, change your environment, go for a walk. Um, I remember years ago when my little one was very, uh, I, I had a newborn and I was talking to a friend, it was um, hot summer. I'm like, I was so hot last night, all night I was sweating. And, and she's like, well, why didn't you get up and turn on the AC? I mean, it, but it never even occurred to me. I wasn't even in that place of resourcefulness that I could actually turn on the, the darn AC. So I think for me, that's a metaphor for not even knowing what I need to give myself. So you just really, I think, said that so, so incredibly beautifully. You oh, know? thank you. <laughs> um, so I've noticed that there are a lot of themes, right? Throughout, throughout your book, there is, um, again, it's all the words that you want to hear when you're going through something. But a really big theme that kept um, coming through is this concept of really not taking it all in, but sharing with others, like you said, and also asking for help. So I wanna, I wanna read uh, something else, if, if you don't mind, that just really moves me. Pain thrives on loneliness. Now that's powerful. It feeds off isolation, but its greatest enemy is connection. No matter how deeply pain has burrowed within your heart, it cannot persevere when faced with a healthy dose of comfort and community. You might hurt, but know that you don't have to hurt alone. Our sorrows are always easier to bear when, it, when we allow others to walk alongside us on our journey. Don't close yourself off from the healing power of the community, of your community. And that is so powerful and beautiful and yet we don't seek help we don't ask for help why don't we and how what is the best way to reach out yeah i mean i think why don't we i think there's a lot of reasons some people just like to think that they can figure it out on their own they don't need help um some of it is like you know i mentioned before the idea of fear of judgment from people, what people will think of you if you admit to something you're going through or struggling with or asking for help. Um, for me though, there's, there's so much freedom that can be found when you open up and share with other people. Um, I know like for me using one example from my life, like with my drinking, you know, I, I did bury that down deep. I didn't I didn't open up with people about my struggle while I was going through it for those exact reasons, you know, fear of judgment and um, fear of having to admit it to myself too. Um, but after, you know, I, I've decided to take the route of being open about it because how good does it feel when you're going through something and someone shares and you're like, me too, like I'm not alone in my struggle. And I wanted to be able to help people to make them feel less alone. Um, I think that I have, through my vulnerability, I have had so many people reach out and say those exact same things of, you know, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. And like, I would never know. Um, and I think it's just so healing when you're able to share that 
with people and you would be surprised people want to walk that journey with you I mean a lot of times you think you're being a burden to somebody and you don't want to like make their life harder but like I know that I am honored when people share and open up with me and ask for help and I know that so many other people out there are too so I mean it's a step of bravery it's a step of courage but I promise you it will help you (laughs) I love that. And you're so right. I think that sometimes we feel so good. And sometimes even when we're hurting, when we hold space for someone else, that's another thing you write about is that we feel better in the process. Yep. Absolutely. It's a two-way street. (laughs) It really really is. So clearly your writing and your life has been, um, you know, infused with your faith the love of God and, and, you know, having that, I know for me, faith is a huge uh, part of my life and, and it brings me incredible amount of peace. But what about those people who don't have that faith or belief in God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's a really good point because we all have our different beliefs. For me, faith has been what's, um, what's pulled me through and what I cling to, but you, not everyone has that. And so kind of like, as I mentioned before, like you can, you can look at it however you want. It doesn't have to be Jesus. It can be a higher power. It can be universe. It can be spirit guides. It can be talking to your own soul. Um, however you want to connect, um, with something outside of yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you, you really need to connect with that source outside of yourself. And, um, it, it can be called different things. It can look different ways, but, um, it, that really helps to get outside of your own head a lot, um, and look at things from a different perspective. Um, I definitely think. You know, sometimes it's even uh, uh, um, a ray of sun hitting you on the face. Yeah. So, you know, the it, going in nature and feeling. I, I always feel like when I'm in nature that I'm enveloped something outside of myself that's so powerful and beautiful. And that's exactly, that's a perfect example of that. That's something outside of yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be faith, but something looking at those things that make your soul come alive too. Like that's beautiful. And that's what you should tap into. And that's what you should focus on. I I love that. Um, I want to ask, I'm really curious, how do people best describe you? What do, when they talk about tests, what do they say? Oh my gosh. Um, it depends. If you're asking my boyfriend, he'll probably say it loud and weird and silly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think um, I, I guess I'll just go off of what people have told me before. They um, being authentic and genuine and um, smiley. And I mean, and I think that's what I aim to be is showing up as like a kind hearted soul. Um just showing up as myself, I think is what I always aim to do. And hopefully that's what people, the energy people pick up on. I feel it. And it's, it's <laughs> really beautiful. So do you think that, you know, I'm, I talk a lot about purpose and meaning, and do you think that your purpose here is to bring healing mm-hmm. to the world through your writing or just through who you are by being in the world? 
Oh, that's beautiful. I, I think writing is an avenue that I can bring healing to the world. And that's an avenue that I'm chasing and pursuing right now. Um, in my soul, I know that there's so many other ways that I'm meant to bring healing to this world. And sometimes it's been you know, overwhelming, not knowing what that roadmap looks like. But I also, it's a beautiful place to be knowing that, you know, God's going to present the right next step for me. And I just have to keep listening and keep following that. So, I mean, yes, writing is definitely one way of bringing healing to the world, but I'm excited to see all the other ways that I'm able to as well. You said something that is it's literally, I tell myself, I want to live my life like a prayer every single day. And when I, when I get up, you know, till the moment I go to bed, but it's being guided. And I've led so much of my life saying, I want to do this. And I'm going, and I am the kind of person that, that makes it happen no matter what I, I can effort and push through, but there's something that happened in the recent years where, um, it doesn't really matter anymore. What really truly matters is, do I, am I being led? And trusting that, um, you know, being led means that I'm going to be receive the insight that I need at the, at the right time. So anyone who's listening, I think sometimes you don't have to have a plan. You just have to have faith and, and trust that you're going to be shown the way. Oh, that's absolutely it. It's, you know, having that that listening and obedient heart to go where you're meant to go. And it's okay not to have all the answers because believe me, I don't have all the answers. Um, but the more that you show up and you say yes to life, I think that so many beautiful, wonderful doors open when that happens. I love that. Well, I would be amiss if I did not ask about your writing process because you said I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> We have a lot of our guests and listeners who keep asking us, how do I write a book? How do I put my voice out there? So what is your advice for someone who would like to, you know, publish a set of poems or they would like to do something? Because uh, here at Up Level Together, we help people bring, you know, bring forward those dreams and, and um, uh, goals into the world. Any advice for them? I would say keep writing. You don't even have to know, like when I started writing this book, I didn't know how the book necessarily was going to be pulled together or laid out yet or anything. Um, but just keep writing, like whatever comes to mind, whatever comes to heart, you might delete half of your writing. You might add a ton more later, but whatever's on your heart or your mind, put it out there. Like, and, um, I think to setting aside time for me it was important that I felt um this was a joy-filled experience so I didn't want to feel like I had to write every day at this time at this place and so like I that's why I mentioned like going to coffee shops like going to different environments where I could get inspired um I think that's really important too to be able to do that and I mean, the internet is your friend. So if you need, have questions on like self-publishing or finding a publisher or what to do, Google will help you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it incredible? It's like it has, it has all the, it has all the answers. Yes. I love that. What do you want people to um, take away from your book when they, when they read it and they come into contact with it? Because I believe that every, 
thing that we touch has energy and vibration in itself. And I believe that you pour the most beautiful vibration into something, in, into, into may you shine. How do you want them to feel? Mm. Well, I agree. I think that, I don't know if you follow Gabby Bernstein, but Gabby Bernstein says that the energy you put out into the world is either healing it or polluting it. And so I hope that through reading my book, readers feel comforted, they feel seen, they feel inspired. And you know, whatever point they're at on that journey, whether they're healing, hurting, healing, or growing, um, to know that they're not alone. And they have, like you said, like they have that friend sitting next to them um, to ultimately be able to go out into the world and to shine because we all shine in our different ways. We all have a light to us that is expressed in the most beautiful, unique ways. And so to be able to use these words to find that, that light and that love within you to go spread it in the world. I love that. Love that. Well, with that said, um, where can people find the book? Where can people find you and follow you and get to know you? Absolutely. So you can go on Amazon. It's going to be your best place to buy the book. Um, go to my website, TessHayes.com. And I'm on Instagram a lot too at Tess underscore Hayes. So I would love to connect with all of you wonderful, wonderful souls. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for, for giving birth to this beautiful, beautiful um, item of love and hope and inspiration because I think if there's one thing that we need more of in this world it's this and especially right now during COVID I know this is not the launch that you desired <laughs> or expected but here it is and I do believe that it may you shine carries with it this energy that's going to reach anyone who may need to hear those words oh I love that I, sh- I really hope so that's my my deepest desire so thank you Thank, thank you so much for, for this time. May all wonderful things come your way. And I really look forward to a lifetime of, of reading your, your books. Oh, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.